Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello and welcome to the Beat Cave here in Detroit, Michigan, home of the studio of this radio program, Only a Cover Song. I'm your host, Dan Augustine. Opening today's show, The Clash, with their hit song from 1982, Rock the Casbah. On today's episode, we will be rocking the Casbah. The Casbah Coffee Club, that is. The Casbah Coffee Club was the first beat club to open in Liverpool. While the other clubs in Liverpool were still booking jazz bands, the Casbah Coffee Club was bringing in beat groups like The Searchers, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, The Undertakers, and of course, The Beatles. The Casbah Coffee Club, however, is usually overlooked by Beatles historians. So on today's episode of Only a Cover Song, the history of the Casbah Coffee Club. The Casbah Coffee Club was located in the basement of a house purchased by Mona Best, who was the mother of the Beatles' original drummer, Pete Best. Here's how Mona went about purchasing the house. It had 15 rooms. Mona really wanted a big house, but her husband John said no. It was a ramshackle house that had earned the nickname Dracula's Castle. Now most women in 1950s Britain did not go buying houses behind their husband's back. Mona, however, was not like most women. She took her valuable jewelry to a pawn shop and sold it. She then took the money and placed it on a horse that was running in the 1954 Derby. The horse was not a favorite, but won at the odds of 33 to 1. With the money she won, she not only was able to buy Dracula's castle, she went back to the pawn shop and bought back her jewelry. The name of the horse she bet on? Never Say Die.
Black Sabbath with Never Say Die, which was the name of the horse that Mono Best bid on in the 1954 Derby. No, the horse was not named Black Sabbath, although that would be a really good name for a horse. The horse was named Never Say Die, and as I mentioned before the song, Mono Best used the money she won at the races to buy the house that would become home to the Casbah Coffee Club. And this is how that happened. One day, Pete Best and some friends were watching TV and there was something on the telly about a coffee house in London. Mona was in the room as well and after the show ended, Mona declared, I'm going to turn the basement into a coffee house. The next day, they began clearing out the basement to prepare for the coffee house. As for the coffee house featured on the TV program that inspired Mrs. Best, it was the famous London hangout, the Two Eyes Coffee Bar, which was open during the years 1956 to 1970. Some of the musicians who got their start there included Richie Blackmore, Big Jim Sullivan, Tommy Steele, Colin Hicks, Vince Taylor, and this guy, Cliff Richard, who I have right here covering the Beatles' Get Back.
Cliff Richard covers the Beatles' Get Back. And now let's get back to the story of the Cosba Coffee Club. How did Mona Best come up with the name the Cosba Coffee Club? She chose the name from a film from 1938 called Algiers. In the movie, a jewel thief spends much of his time hiding out in a part of Algeria known as the Casbah. The actor who played the jewel thief was Charles Boyer, and the name of his character was Pepe Le Moco. And yes, the cartoon skunk Pepe Le Pew is a parody of Charles Boyer as Pepe Le Moco. And now, here's some of Pepe Le Pew's Looney Tune Pals. It's Elmer Fudd, Bugs Bunny, and Daffy Duck with a cover of the Beatles tune, The Fool on the Hill. Wait till you meet the Guru Swami. He's a very, very wise man. I'll take your word for it, Doc. But I still don't see why you had to drag us all the way to Indiana to get our auras read. He's given me tremendous peace of mind. He knows everything. Swami Salami! If this mind bender can chant up the winning lottery ticket, I'm fooled! <laughs> salami! Where's Salami? Day after day, alone on a hill, a man with a foolish grin is keeping perfectly still. But nobody wants to know him, they can see that he's just a fool. And he never gives an answer, but the fool on the hill sees the sun going down. And the eyes in his head See the world spinning round Go ahead, ask him anything. Oh, well, uh, pray tell, Swami. Who'll be quarterbacking for the Buffalo Bills next season? Lovely Rita, meet her maid! That's some prediction, Doc. Well on his way His head in a cloud a man of a thousand voices talking perfectly well. But nobody ever hears him or the sound he appears to make. And he never seems to notice, but the fool on the hill sees the sun going down and the eyes in his head see the world spinning round. Oh, Maharishnu of the foothills, the worldly riches do not interest you, they interest me very much. What must I do to become wealthy beyond my wildest dreams? Hmm? Pray tell? Keep all your money in a big brown bag inside the zoo. Baby, you're a rich man, too. Now there's some advice you won't get from the Wall Street Journal. Thanks a lot, Swami. Where's the lobby? That's like... Nobody seems to like him. They can tell what he wants to do. And he never shows his feelings. But the fool on the hill sees the sun going down. And the eyes in his head see the world spinning round. Wait, wait, I get it. It's a mantra. Baby, I'm a rich man, baby, I'm a rich man, baby, I'm a rich man. <laughs> this guy's got everybody going round in cycles. Before you all came along, he seemed to make so much sense. He never listens to them. He knows that they're the fool. 
they don't like him. Swami, show them the way. Listen, do you want to know a secret? We can work it out. Come together right now, over me. I don't know about Swami's, but there sure is plenty of baloney around here. Where baloney? Where's baloney? Giving financial advice without a license. It's despicable. I guess he's just a real nowhere man. were stuffed right this minute and you sprayed it with duration nasal spray it would already be going to work on your congestion no other nasal spray starts to work faster and duration relief continues for up to 12 hours with the longest lasting nasal decongestant you can buy the one doctors recommend most so if you want a nasal spray that works fast and long it's time to buy duration duration nasal spray use only as directed I love my men, I love my car, I drive it everywhere. We have more fun than anyone just driving here and there. Me, me.
ancient to history. May winter's got nothing on me on the opening night. Hello, Dan Augustine here, and welcome back to The Beat Cave, and only a cover song from 1978 that was Scylla Black, going all out with a disco tune called Opening Night. Now, this is not a disco club, it's the Casbah Coffee Club, and like the title of the song you just heard, it is Opening Night. Opening Night at the Casbah Coffee Club. And just like Scylla Black is from Liverpool, the three guys who performed at the Casbah Coffee Club's Opening Night on August 29th, 1959, are also from Liverpool. And those three guys are John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison. USSR, a Beatles track that featured only John, Paul, and George. It's true, the drumming is actually a composite drum track created by John, Paul, and George. And it was just John, Paul, and George who played opening night at the Casbah Coffee Club, but they did not play as the Beatles, because they had not yet become the Beatles. At this time, they were still the Quarrymen, a group that included, at the time, guitarist Ken Brown, who also played in a band called Blackjacks. Now, there have been several bands who have called themselves the Blackjacks. You could probably find one 
one or more for each decade starting in the 1950s and working your way up to today. And here's one of those many blackjack bands. From 1963, it's a band called the Blackjacks, being led by Pat Harris, covering a song the Beatles covered as well, the Hippie Hippie Shake. with the rendition of the Hippie Hippie Shake, the Shake, the Twist, the Watusi. These were all dance crazes of the early 1960s, and the kids were probably doing all of these dances at the Cosmo Coffee Club on the nights that bands weren't booked there, because it was on these nights that the kids just hung out and played the jukebox. You see, the Cosmo was only open three days a week to start, with only one of those nights featuring a band, which was usually the Quarry Men. The place became so popular that it had to stay open every day of the week, and most nights had a live band. But before any of this could get started, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, John Lennon, Cynthia Powell, Stu Sutcliffe, Ken Brown, and Pete and Mona Best hand-painted the entire place.
recreation with Painter Man. And man, there were some painters making the Cosba Coffee Club into one cool hangout. With a brush stroke here and a splash of paint there, each room had a different theme. The first room was painted by John Lennon in a sort of Aztec style with an abstract ceiling. The next room, McCartney painted. He put a rainbow on the ceiling. As a backdrop for the stage, Mona and Pete Best painted a giant spider web. And at the entrance of the club, they painted a dragon. And in the area where beverages were served, John, Paul, George, Stuart, Pete, and Ken covered the ceiling in stars. of the Drifters, A Thousand Stars. Covering it was Billy Fury, who was the subject matter of Cynthia Powell's artistic contribution to the Cosmo Coffee Club. Just above the fireplace, she painted a silhouette of Billy Fury in silver. And speaking of silver, the Quarrymen would eventually become the Silver Beatles. Here's what happened just prior to the name change. One night, the Quarrymen were booked to play at the Cosmo Coffee Club. 
Ken Brown was not feeling well that night, so just John, Paul, and George played. When Mona Best paid the band at the end of the night, she insisted on giving Ken Brown part of the money. She said that even though he did not play, he is still part of the group. John disagreed and said the money should be divided amongst him, Paul, and George, since Ken did not play that night. Mona refused to back down, which led to Lennon declaring that the Quarrymen would never play the Cosmo Coffee Club again, and he walked out, followed by Paul and George. So, that was it for the Quarrymen gigs at the Cosmo Coffee Club, and that was also it for the Quarrymen as a band. John, Paul, and George began playing at other venues as Johnny and the Moondogs. Stuart Sutcliffe joined the band, and they eventually became the Silver Beatles. When an opportunity arose for them to play in Hamburg, they headed back to the Casbah Coffee Club to watch some of the bands playing to see if they could nick a drummer from one of the bands to be their drummer. Yes, Lennon did say that he would never play the Casbah Coffee Club again, but he never said he would stop hanging out there. He's lucky that Mona Best let him, Paul, and George back in. So there they were, watching Ken Brown's band that I mentioned earlier, the Blackjacks. Drumming for the Blackjacks was Mona Best's son, Pete. After some discussion, it was decided that Pete would join the Beatles. That's right, John, Paul, George, and Stu had decided to drop the word silver from their band's name just before they left for Hamburg. When they returned from Hamburg, Mona Best persuaded the Beatles to play at the Cosmo Coffee Club. Yes, Lennon said he would never play there again, but he did. After the break, a look at the Beatles' first gig at the Cosmo Coffee Club. But before we get to the break, I want to remind you to check out Only A Cover Song at onlyacoversong.com or facebook.com slash onlyacoversong. You can stream past episodes at TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Hey, troglodytes. Have you seen Alice Cooper's patties yet? Alice Cooper's new School's Out album, complete with Lay's Patties, now especially priced to Sears. Plus Jimmy Castor's Bunch Troglodyte album. And special low prices on Elvis's Live at Madison Square Garden. Simon and Garfunkel's Greatest Hits, plus new albums by The Carpenters, Neil Diamond, Free, Derek and the Dominoes, New Riders of the Purple Sage, and the new Live at London album by Chuck Berry. Albums and tapes, including Alice's Lace Panties, now especially priced at Sears. Pull them on. LPs start at 333. Eight track tapes start at 488. Sale ends Saturday. During the Mighty Bay sale at Jordan Marsh, I can save 25 to 50 percent and more. This week only, save 31 to 33 percent on Mrs. Coordinates from a famous California maker. Now 12.99 to 25.99. Juniors save one-third on assorted fashion tops and 26 to 29% on famous maker khaki jeans. And save on casual summer sandals, now $14.99 and $15.99. All this week at Jordan Marsh. Jordan's Mighty May Sale makes mighty good sense. In 1938, at Club Sugar Ray's, everybody was happy. Eddie Murphy. We look like we're doing good tonight, huh? Richard Pryor. Doing great. Red Fox. Going good. Going real good. Danny Aiello. Hottest spot in Harlem. Michael Lerner. There's flowers and candy there for me. Della Reese. Mm. Oh, stop it, sugar. Stop that. Everybody except Arsenio Hall. Oh, really? Harlem Nights from Paramount Pictures rated R under 17, not admitted without parent. Starts Friday, November 17th at theaters everywhere.
with a rock and roll queen, just a rockin' and a rollin' and a wedding blue jeans. Augustine here and welcome back to the Beat Cave and only a cover song. That was All Around the World by Earl Preston and the Tempest Tornadoes, a band that started out as Gene Day and the Django Beats. And when that was their name, they were the opening act for the Beatles' first gig at the Casbah Coffee Club. For this last segment of today's episode of Only a Cover Song, a look at that gig. Wow! 
Beatles with a cover of Chuck Berry's I'm Talking About You. And that may have been one of the songs that the Beatles performed at their first gig at the Casba Coffee Club. It was, after all, one of the songs from their Hamburg set list, and the Casba was the place that the Beatles played when they returned to Liverpool, and I'm pretty sure they would have more or less kept the same set list. According to Rory Best, Pete's brother, in a 2011 book written by David Bedford called Liddy Pool, Birthplace of the Beatles, after opening band Gene Day and the Jingle Beats set, Rory, Gene, and the Jingle Beats headed to a pub. While they were drinking their pints, a girl ran into the pub shouting that they had to go to the Cosbo and see the brilliant band that was playing. Rory and the rest knew who that brilliant band was and left their pints and headed back to the Cosbo. When they walked in, they could not believe their eyes or ears. The sound was bouncing off the walls. No one had heard anything like this before. They were blowing people's minds. Up until this point, bands wore matching suits and had synchronized steps. Not the Beatles. They stood there in their leather coats, chewing gum, each doing their own thing. And the songs they were covering, unlike all other bands who tried to sound as much as they could to the original, the Beatles were playing these songs under their own arrangement. Compare the original version of Twist and Shout by the Top Notes to the Beatles rendition.
Beatles' first gig at the Cosmo Coffee Club was in December of 1960. Their last gig there was in June of 1962. By this time, the Beatles had Brian Epstein as their manager, Mona Best had an affair and a child with the Beatles' roadie, Neil Aspinall, and Mona decided it was time to close the Cosmo Coffee Club. Two months later, the Beatles sacked Pete Best from the band. Despite this, the Beatles kept in touch with Pete's mom, Mona Best. How awkward that must have been. The Beatles would sometimes pick up souvenirs while on tour and send them to Mona. Mona even lent John her father's military medals, which John wore on the front cover of the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. When John returned the medals, he also gave Mona the trophy that appears on the album's cover. The trophy can be seen nestled in the crook of the letter L of the flower arrangement that spells Beatles. The trophy, it said, was awarded to John Lennon at a swim meet when he was just a little child. Beatles tune, Little Child, as covered by Ian and the Zodiacs, who are one of the other bands who played the Cosmo Coffee Club. Here are some more bands who played the Cosmo Coffee Club. First up, it's the Searchers with When You Walk in the Room, and then Screaming Lord Such with Baby Come Back. Me 
another episode of only a cover song this has been the cosmo coffee club episode hope you enjoyed it and please tune in again next week hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.